All right, let's get started. Yes, sir. It's your boy Keys Ali, and welcome to the Ali and Smoke Show. This is Meet My Friend. As it says at the top of the screen, this is season three. Um, I've been doing Meet My Friends for about two or three years now, where I meet very interesting people along my journey, and I want you to meet them too. Now, everybody's not my friend, but Mr. Avery Brown, I consider as my friend um, because he's just the coolest motherfucker I've met in a very long time. And his knowledge of movies and television shows are amazing. Uh, we did a Satoma TV championship with Mr. Avery Brown after meeting him. I'm not going to lie. I specifically made that just to have him on camera <laughs> because I wanted him to be a part of some content that I was on. And during that, during that piece, man, he was just so knowledgeable and long-winded. Most people say long-winded in a negative way. I enjoy it because I learn when this man talks. So today we're going to yes, learn sir. a little bit about him. We're going to learn about what makes him tick, what it what it means to be a TV and movie reviewer, you know, and if you're interested in doing what he does, hopefully he tells you enough to get you started. He's not going to tell you all his secrets. He's not going to tell you everything that gets him going, but he's going to give you enough to get yourself going. Mr. Avery Brown, how are you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing really good, man. I'm glad to be here. I really appreciate y'all for bringing me on for this for this good conversation. And um, no, I'm excited, no man. No problem. I want to say, I want to let everybody know we are recording in the morning. So Mr. Avery Brown did wake up to be with us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you very, very much, man. No Thank problem. Very much. No problem. We're going to get started with the basics, man. It's the basics. I mean, I know this information already from you, but I want everybody to know as much as they can about you in this short time that I get to spend with you. So, man, let's start off really, really quickly. We know your name is Mr. Avery Brown, but who are you? Where are you from? And what makes you, you? You can start with the first question. Let's go. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Um, I'm Avery. Um, I'm a close friend to so many people. Um, I'm a brother, uh, biological brother to one sister. Um, I'm an ad adopted brother to many. Um, a Rolodex of people. It's, it's, it's a very long list. Um, and I'm just a person that's trying to be better in life. I know that's a cliche, but I genuinely mean it. I'm, I'm trying to um, extend more empathy and, and all that great stuff uh, when it's needed, you know, but while still being held accountable. Um, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, mm -hmm. born and raised. Um, people always hear me talk and they think I'm from like New York or Connecticut. I'm gonna tell um, you why. I'm gonna tell you yeah. why. I'm gonna cut you off and tell you why. Mm -hmm. so when they hear me talk, they say that that country motherfuckers from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> the way you pronounce everything, the way that you speak, man, it does it does give like, man, you you was taught well, or either you're not from here. <laughs> so right, that's probably why. right. I think it's probably just because I guess being brought up in um in music circles and in theater and stuff like that. Um, uh, I actually went to this place. Just a side note, when I was in middle school, a place called Dreams Unlimited. And they actually taught us um, like uh, diction and how to sit at a table and what forks to use and all that stuff. Uh, it, you know, for that brief time, I thought I was going to be a, a a male model. Like in you know, <laughs> yeah, it was. I did that was an interesting like, time. I did something like that. I was in a group yeah. called Save Our Sons. It was a mentor mm -hmm. program when I was a kid. And they brought us in and told us how to, uh, you know, how to speak and yeah. how to uh, set the dinner table and how to treat a woman. It was really like yeah. one of those big brother, little brother programs. Right. I remember the forks, but that's probably all I got out of it. Right. I definitely just got the forks. I was like, okay, I know how to set them out and do all that. We had a binder and all that stuff. And Oh, was, wow. Yeah, it was an interesting time. Uh, right gotcha. on Malden Road here in Greenville. It was hilarious. 
I might need to go back by there for a refresher or something for myself. <laughs> Same, because I was like, I was like 11 when I did it. I'm 28 now. I need more training because yikes. Yeah, man. It's not it's not the norm anymore. I, I know what I never I, I have sons and I haven't yeah. seen anything like that to put them back in. So I don't know if they're right. going away or that is not marketed to anyone anymore, but that's right. really cool. Now you said a musician, man. Let's talk about that just a little bit. A musician, yeah. what you're you're a rapper, Mr. A.B. Brown? You spin balls? No. no. <laughs> now I do. I have a, a lot of friends, um, most that have been on Satoma Radio. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, my bro, Chemo. Mm -hmm. um, they are rappers and stuff like that. And I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a rapper at one point, but no. Uh, maybe more poetry. I, mm -hmm. I've done that a time or two at Coffee Underground. Um, but my area of music is more on piano. I've been playing the piano since I was about six years old. I first learned from, um, uh, my godmother, if she watches this, love you. Um, and then I got formal training, um, at the fine arts center here in Greenville, it's across from Wade Hampton high school. When I was in high school, I went there for two years. Um, and you know, just playing in different places. Um, did you, did you um, play in the church? I did play in church as well. Good um, question. I have a question about playing yeah. in church, right? How do you know when to hit it for the the preacher? You know how they'd be like, dun, dun, and he'd be saying certain words. How do you know? Right. It's it's like a well for me because I'm not wired that way. I I would say I didn't grow up in a church like that. Okay. Like that was like more the Pentecostal type. My church, we were more more reserved it was like the equivalent of like a like a redemption or new spring okay, okay it's more okay. you know now i have friends who play in those circles i i'm not that kind of musician to call for for that i i'm not okay, I you can't, you can't back up the preacher with the dun, dun. all right now, mm, dun, dun. Oh, no mm, uh -huh. i would i would start playing something more like classical or like a like a movie score <laughs> <laughs> he had a picture looking at you like, like what is young man? get him out of here I need yeah, to yeah. back me up I, I'm not that kind of musician at all I maybe one time I had to do it and um it went well you know I you know but uh, cause it's of not, my it's not, not your thing. <laughs> so what makes you you Mr. Avery Brown what makes yeah. you who you are um honestly I think that um the fact that I am so consistent in in art and in those spaces it really guides how i live my life um how i see the world um how i got my friendships even people that i'm not friends with i you know i think of everybody as as a soul everybody as a human um and being in art circles for so long uh, most of us that are creatives and artists like we we see the world differently um so i think it it really makes up the DNA of Mr. Avery Brown. Um, and I think that's why people gravitate towards me so quickly. Um, Cause I don't push myself out there like a, with a sign held up, like I, I need new friends. I need more friends. Yeah. I have never had to do that in my life. People have just naturally come to me. Um, and I think, and they stay with me. Like I'm, I, as of right now, I can say I'm I'm a godfather to uh, quite a few kids because oh, when you when you live your life with kindness, now we cut up, we laugh and all that X, Y and Z. But I think when you live in that kindness space, 
um, people trust you. And I think when that extends to the role of a godfather, that's a different type of trust because people don't mm-hmm. just casually give out that title. So no, we do not. No, we yeah. Do not. So um, I don't have kids myself. I don't really plan on it because I don't have time for that. No um, kids, no marriage, none of that. No. Mm-mm. Oh Mm-mm. no, man. No, no, I no. Thought no, you was no, gonna no. make somebody happy one day, man. No, no, no. I'm comfortable <laughs> with watching other people's kids and sending them right back home. <laughs> Uh, buying the their uncle. gifts for them. I'm the Uncle, uncle. Avery, Mr. Avery Brown, the uncle. <laughs> Babysit them. You can play Coco Melon all day and send you right back home. Um, yeah. So that's that's me. <laughs> so let's, let's get into this. Man, I called you the movie guru myself, as you see above. Your I head. see I, that. I called you the movie guru, the TV guru. But let's let's talk about let's talk about what you do as a as a TV and movie reviewer. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your first time out, man. Can you tell us? like the first full review that you did like yeah what made you do it how did you select that show how did you select that movie what happened T- tell us man tell us how it all started man man literally i had to search for this um when you sent me this question <laughs> um it was july 15th of mm-hmm. 2021 like randomly i was just like okay today's the day i'm about to start posting reviews because you know for years prior to that i would always talk about movies and tv shows with you know with my friends and and just people who would listen Mm -hmm. um and people like oh my god you should start a review channel and all that and i watch i still watch other youtubers um today like i still enjoy i genuinely enjoy the art of it um but the first movie i reviewed was um and it was it wasn't an audible review. It wasn't in video form. It was just um, I took a screenshot of this movie, the um, American Gangster movie, um, mm-hmm. Denzel that's Washington. A, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. That's a good one, man. And he portrayed Frank Lucas, of course, a true story and all that. Oh yeah. Uh, that do great. your research, people. If you don't know about Frank Lucas, he lived quite a life. Yeah. Do your uh, googles. Do your yeah, googles. Do your googles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, excuse me. Um. Yeah, I just posted an image of that of that movie uh, poster, and I just wrote like a quick three, four sentence review. Uh, it definitely wasn't as detailed as I make them now. Um, uh, the editing on it was horrible. I was just doing this off the rip, um, <laughs> and I just posted it, and people were like, "Oh my god!" I hadn't. I had somebody comment. They said that I haven't seen this movie in years, and your review. Um, because you didn't spoil the movie, made me want to go back and rewatch this. We gotta talk about it a little bit later yeah. about spoiling the movie. Yeah, now, I ain't gonna lie. When I first seen American Gangster, I thought it was the greatest movie of all time. Um, I'm not a Jay Z yeah. fan per se, but Jay Z, like uh, the American Gangster, Jay Z put out that kind of. It wasn't the soundtrack for the movie, right? But it was like he had put it out right there with the movie. It was. It made everything just everything a whole lot more better. And right. then, um, this is just a curveball I'm gonna throw at you. Is it me or like, is it easier for actors to portray other people? Like those type of movies are always like better to me. Like I'm not yeah. a Michael, I'm not a Michael B. Michael B. Jordan fan at all. Mm-hmm. But Fruitvale Station is to me, it's his greatest movie, and it's not because of him. It's just because of the story. Right. The story is so touching. Right. So I, I'm not taking anything from Denzel because Denzel is the man. But man, American Gangster, the way he played it out, every piece of that movie is amazing absolutely with score everything is absolutely amazing. 
Now let's talk about uh, the television show. What was the first yeah. television show that you took a swing at? Oh man! Um, again, that was that was another random one. Uh, I was just thinking back to um, my childhood, and I was like, "There's so many different shows that I watched growing up." Um, but this one in particular, um, the LL Cool J show uh, in the house. I don't even remember LL Cool J having a show. A lot of people don't. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, they don't. Like unless you just intentionally look on IMDb. Uh, like you really would not know. Like it's it's currently on HBO Max. It's been on there for a while, but people okay. really forgot. Like because it came out like '95, and that was a time where so many other shows um, were on, and in the house kind of just kind of sl- slipped through the cracks. Uh, but yeah, it was what was on. the show about? Like what was uh, was it, what was it? He was a about? football player. Okay, and he was I believe he was injured or something, and he was in his house and he had some tenants come in. They wanted to live there with him. Um, so he kind of goes through this, these different adventures of, of trying to recover and trying to get either trying to get back in the, in the NFL or mm-hmm. something like that and trying to stay relevant. Cause he didn't want to, he didn't want to lose his relevance. So, um, so when you, yeah. when you did these two, you said you just jumped out there. People had basically, I, I call it gassed you up. People had gassed mm-hmm. you up, jump out there and try it. If there's people that are like nervous, like they have nerves, like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Like what, what can you tell them to make, you know, to push them on a little further? Uh, Just do it. I mean, because as nervous as you may be, which those nerves are real, I get it. Uh, Just post it. You know, like these days go by so fast, man. Like, there are a lot of creatives that sit down on stuff because they don't know how to be received. They don't know if there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. There's over 8 billion people on this planet and in this universe. Somebody will watch it. Somebody will it, appreciate it. Like, yeah. I guarantee you that. So just post it. I get it. The internal thoughts of, well, I don't know. I, yeah, just post it. What what about speaking to that, you know, not knowing how to be received and not knowing if there's yeah. going to be an audience for it. Have you ever posted something and haven't received, you know, the interactions that you wanted and then you take it down and repost it later on? Or are you just like, it's there, go find it when you find it? Um, the second option, I'll post it and then just leave it because okay. a lot of what we think is people not seeing it is really just the algorithm on these apps not allowing it to be seen. Oh, that's a great way to put it. That's because it's, you know, and it can create an insecurity in people for, you know, and granted, I understand because we live in a digital age and yeah. there's so much information. There's so much content out because you want your stuff to be viral. I mean, you, you know, you want it to be seen. I get that. But again, it's just a matter of just keeping, keeping the consistency wheel, keeping it posted, it post at least something every day every hour if you want to you can even pre-schedule posts and all that but mm-hmm. um a lot of that is just the algorithm even if you pay for a post to be seen there's no guarantee it'll be seen on that too so yeah, correct just post look- it and, and just be diligent in sharing it share it um what i found out is more people um because we are most people will look at your stories post it on your story and just the link there it'll be there and people will see it. People will see it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Now, looking back today, 
Mm. How would you rank your, your American gangster and your in the house review? How, well, looking <laughs> back at it, would you go, like, oh man, I, I was I was doing my thing? Are you like, man, I could have, should have, would have did that a little bit different? Uh, even though it was only a year ago, I would give myself probably like a like a five or a six out of ten with those okay. reviews. It's a little it, rough, man. It's a little rough. Yeah, like because I didn't go into full detail on how I how I really wanted to. I was just in the moment, just like a spontaneous thing. Like, let me just get this out here, because mm-hmm. um, people have literally been telling me and asking me, like, "Hey, when are you gonna start this movie and TV review channel?" Like, just and I just I felt like a push to just do it in the, in that moment. So, but I I will definitely revisit those two um, and give them a full. Uh, summarized review with without spoilers um at at some point in the future now when it comes to the your newer reviews i see you uh you walk in you say hey i'm here to see this particular movie let mm-hmm. you know what i think about it when i leave and i'm going to be honest with you man are you ever nervous to pull your camera out with like a bunch of people around and be like yo it's miss david brown <laughs> <laughs> is that nerves are you just like you know what this is what i do y'all gonna see me do it like What's the thought process before pulling that camera out, man? It is. It's a little bit of both okay. because some people are like, what is he doing? But then I have found out literally like doing the reviews at the theater, at um, the Regal Theater um, or at the Camelot Cinema uh, here in Greenville. Um, most people are like, yeah, man, those, those reviews like, yeah, you're getting it in, getting the content in. Because it's something like when people know and they can hear what you're talking about because we live in a content based age and it's been like the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. um, they, they already know why I'm pulling this camera out. Um, and I've had people come to me and be like, Hey, and it it starts conversation, uh, for me where they're like, I've had at least seven or eight people ask me, Hey, what's your channel? What are you on on Instagram? Like, what are you on on Twitter? Like, it's so interesting. So my my nerves sometimes. I'm like, okay, do I want to do this right now while they're here? But I'm like, man, whatever. This is what. Um, next question. I know it's another another curveball. Do you have a selfie stick? Like, do you put it on a stick and hold it out? I do. Like, I have a few different ones. Um, (laughs) You're professional, man. You are a professional. I keep them in my book bag. I sure do. I have ones at different sizes. Um, I have my. to go tripod that I keep. I have my ring light. Um, I even have a small ring light that I put on my actual phone. Um, I have a separate ring light that I put on my iPad uh, for go for on the go because you can't you can't haul around that big ass yeah, ring light yeah, all the time. Um, so yeah, oh yeah. We're, Y'all we're hear stopped. that? Y'all hear that? People that want to be reviewers, man, don't be afraid to pull the camera out Listen. at the movie theater and have your equipment ready to go. Have it, have it ready. ready. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about for people <laughs> that want to be a reviewer are the rules and regulations to this thing, man. Mm-hmm. What are the three main rules uh, when being a movie or a TV reviewer that any? And I'm saying that people need to know. Like, don't yeah. do this. Do this. Tell them, man, Mr. Avery Brown. Tell them what they need to do. Uh, one own your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to you know glean from others and be inspired by them because as I mentioned before, I'm very inspired by other YouTubers, um, uh, YouTube channels like Screen Rant. Um, uh, there's an Honest Trailer uh, YouTube channel. They do Honest Trailers to all different types of movies and stuff, so, and I still enjoy watching them. Um, Cause I'm always inspired by other creatives and it pushes me to create. But when you get into your niche and your thing, 
your whatever bag. it is. Yeah, get into your bag. <laughs> get in your bag. Like, yeah. Literally own your uniqueness. Um, it doesn't have to look like someone else's template. Um, just be organically you. That's what I would say first. Um, owning your uniqueness. Uh, the second thing is uh, have fun while you're doing it. Like live in the moment because uh, the moments they're going to pass uh, it, again. These days go by so quick, man. So quickly. Um, so just have fun while you're doing it. And the third thing is um, if it's not organically reviewed or, you know, created, don't post it. If it's I would rather go a week without any content posted than to try to force post something. Okay. If I'm not organically feeling it, if you know you're not in a good head space in that moment, a good mental space, because people feel that energy and you're people right. think that doesn't translate through mobile apps. But it does. It does. It does. It does. You can feel when someone on Instagram is going through a, a traumatic moment in life because the energy is like, what? Well, this is not. Yeah. I've watched 23 of your videos and this one is a little bit off. Yeah. Like real talk. Yeah. Like just protect your mental space. It's okay. You don't have to. I know we're in this. I had posted recently on Twitter um, that I think a lot of us are dealing with um, like uh, hyper hypersensitive overload or like sensory overload. Okay. Because we have so much content coming out and we feel this pressure to post every day. But then mentally, some people are not doing well and they push that energy out. But just let it organically hit you and then post whatever you're posting, whatever your content is. If you're cooking, you're playing an instrument, you're rapping, um, you're selling something. Just give it a, give your give your body a chance to breathe mm -hmm. and then just post it organically. And then I think it'll be received better that way. As a content creator myself, what do you think about this is something that I do um, mm -hmm. stockpiling content for those bad days? Because mm. everybody's going to have those bad days. But yeah. what I do is I record two or three things, you know, in a week or in in a, in a time span. So when something does happen, then it's like, OK, yeah. I got this to grow up. So I can still stay consistent, but I'm not forcing content out during those. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, I okay. agree. I agree with that. Um, that way you do still have the consistency and content um, ready to post if it's not a good day for you. Absolutely. When you know you're in a good headspace, go ahead and double up on the content. Knock it out. Like, yeah, because life is going to do what it does at, at the most random times. Correct. Now, one thing I heard you say two or three times here today, um, I've saw you on other YouTube channels say it as well. Um, spoiling it. Do not spoil the movie mm -hmm. with your reviews. Why is that such an important thing? Um, because honestly, some people, they don't, they don't want to already know about the movie before they go in to watch it. Like, or even with a TV show, like, and I know that can be weird with TV shows cause we do live tweet stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, all the time, all the time. <laughs> I mean, come on. All the time. I'm a, like, every, every Monday. Friday and Wednesday night, I live tweet wrestling fan. I can't help it. Yeah. It's not like I want to do it. I'm just watching it. It just happens. Like right. thoughts off. Gotta get right. Because we're like we're living and Twitter is, is amazing for that because it's been since day one. I've been on Twitter since 2009. It's always been a great thing to live tweet events. But mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you do have to just 
like give people who don't want that pre-exposure to something, just give them the, the decency to let them appreciate it or hate it on their but own. How, but how long do we got to wait, man? Because like Black Panther 2 came out, right? And I've seen mm. it three times and cried nine times. Um, I, I, I That movie was amazing to me. <laughs> how long do we, should we wait until, you know, like how long we got to wait for other people? Because I want to talk about it. You know, I want to talk about it. Now, yeah. When right. it first come out, I, they, I get the first night Maybe not Thursday, mm-hmm. maybe not Friday, maybe not that weekend. But how long do we got to wait, Mr. Avery Brown, before we start talking about the greatness of the Black Panther? Oh, man. Well, with Black Panther and with, with any movie that's going to get worldwide attention, um, I would just suggest for those that don't want to see those spoilers, just to mute that hashtag. Yeah. Um, mute the words. Um, you can do that on Twitter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can do that on Facebook. I think you can on Instagram. Um, you know, just or don't read the captions on Instagram because they'll spoil it. Um, I'm yeah, a spoiler. So I, I know I spoil things. I try not, but like I can't help it sometimes. It's okay. Like, it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with spoiling something. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's somebody that had, I think you you haven't seen Black Panther 2 yet, have you? As of right now, no, I have not. not okay. This, but I'm a, definitely going to. There's an Angela Bassett like monologue. Mm-hmm. That gives you chills. It makes you cry. Yeah, like I believe. Now I will say oh, I have seen the the original trailer, the mm-hmm. first trailer they released for it, um, with the everything's gonna be all right in the background. Yeah, uh, with the Kendrick Lamar line. Yeah, uh, that trailer alone already had me crying. Now, um, thank you. I'm not I, the only person. Thank yeah, you. like I I <laughs> cried real bad. Um, I was like, man, this is. This is a lot. And I knew it was going to be a lot because they were paying tribute uh, to Chadwick. So I said, I know when I go in that theater to watch it. I'm And I plan to go see it soon. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be crying. Get your Kleenexes ready, man. Y'all want to yeah. cry on your popcorn, fam. I cried in my popcorn. <laughs> and I, the thir- first time I went, I was with two of the homies. And I tried my best to like, you know try I mean? to hold it in. Right. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. Now, um, are reviews different from like rankings and ratings, or was mm-hmm. it one of the same? Because I don't think I've ever seen you say I give this movie, you know, a five out of five or ten out of ten. So right. is, is it the same? Is it different? Right. Like, talk to me about that. Um, they are different. I would say the reviews typically just give a summary of the film or TV show without spoiling it. Without spoiling it, yeah. All right. Um, now to rank it would be to put it in a specific order, so. If you have a set of TV shows, you would rank them from best to worst or worst to best. Um, and in the same with movies, um, you place them in their rank of importance um, gotcha. or good to bad. Now, I'm, I'm, this is my next question for you to rank some of the best movies and worst movies of 2022. Mm-hmm. But is that something that you are, are looking into doing like every year? Like, you know how Spotify has a year end wrap up. And right. Most people have like an album of the year wrap up. Right. Do you ever think to have like the 2022 best and worst list from A.B. Brown? Absolutely. That's that's in the works right now as we speak. Okay, well, we're not going to go. We're not going to we ask for the whole list. We're not going to ask for the whole list. But yeah. we do want some of the best and worst watches of 2022 for Mr. A.B. Brown. All right? Give me mm. give me just three good, three bad, and a little, without spoiling it, <laughs> give, me, give right. me a little bit about each one. Start with your first movie, your first the good, good. Let's start with good. All right. Uh, first good movie that I saw this year uh, would have to be 
the movie uh, Moonfall. It okay. came out back in February of 2022. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I picked that one is because it does take you on like a sci-fi adventure if you're into that type of thing, like artificial intelligence, yeah. um, living down. beings on other universes, which we all know it already exists, you know, things like that. Um, although I would say it's not a new movie in terms of the topic, because we've seen that kind of stuff for years. I robot, uh, independence yeah. day, and all, you know, all the alien movies, uh, men in black, <laughs> you know, he just, must be a Will Smith fan. He just said three Will Smith movies, man. I am a fan. You know, he, you know, We'll we'll talk about that. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has good he has good movies. I I cried uh, real bad at Pursuit of Happiness. That's, okay, that, that's pause. Let's pause because here we go meeting again in the middle. The scene in the subway. Oh, I yeah. boo hoo! I boo hoo! It's so bad. Time. I, I mean, cried in the movies. So I cried bad. at home. I I cried watching on the laptop. So it's, bad. That's, There's that's so much in that scene. That imaginary world to running in the bathroom and his leg up against the door and that person at the door i'm like man listen just go somewhere go please. away go please away. go away please go, go away. away don't make me cry on camera right now i'm telling I'm... you it's so sad like go but, away leave him alone yeah but the contrast to that at the end when he's walking out of the building mm -hmm. after he gets the promotion I, this is not a spoiler because everybody's seen that movie. everybody's seen that scene man when he's walking out and he's like this part of my life is called happiness Tears. <laughs> Tears. All right. Waterworks, man. I was like, man, listen. Have you ever but had that, a moment like that when you just like, oh, yeah. ah, like you just yeah. want to scream, man? Absolutely. Will, Will, that's that's one of my favorite Will Smith movies. But sorry, Same. back to you unless you had Same. Moonfall on <laughs> Who was in Moonfall? I feel like I've seen the um, Holly Berry, she was in it. Um, okay. I don't know why she was in it, to be honest. that was. I think that was just to keep people interested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Billy. I mean, uh, Holly Berry ain't been right since the whole Billy Bob Thornton thing. But we yeah, know. it's it's been yeah. <laughs> what's, the uh, second, what's the second one you got on your list here? Uh, the Jordan Peele movie, uh, Nope. Really? It came out back in July. On your good uh, list? This is on good. No, this is good. This is really? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've been teeter teetering watching Nope because Jordan Peele. Uh, what was the one with the the tea glass. Um, um, the get out. Get out. To me, get out was all right. It mm -hmm. wasn't the best. And then this is us. I think is the name of it. I watched it for the dad. I think it was Winston Duke, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, the, the movie Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us, us. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. And it was just like I don't know if I'm gonna give Jordan Peele another chance with this note. But you're telling me it's, it's one of the best movies of the year. It's it is in it is in my it is in my top. Uh, Without I would spoiling. say my top. Five without spoiling it, tell me why. Tell me why I should watch Nope. Um, well, it does take you as as Jordan Peele has found his niche in film, um, coming off the key and peel comedy, which is really interesting how that goes from that to what he's created, um, him and his team. Um is this is a movie, another one of his movies with a hidden message. Okay. Um I would tell people, you know, you don't have to think too deep about it. Uh, some of the messages are hidden. Some are open. Of course, it takes you on a journey. That's just him. That's, that's just part of his thing. Um, and it is, uh, I think it's a movie that 
people have to sit with. The first time that I watched the Get Out movie, it's something you have to sit with and you don't have to understand it right away with the movie Nope. I don't think you it's meant to be understood right away. I think it's a movie that you can grow with. Um, and if you understand it, that's that's great. Because um, I'm still like, even though it was came out in July, like even now in December, as we're talking about this, um, there's still parts of the movie that I'm still thinking through. So I don't think it's a one time watch. Uh, this movie is good or bad type thing. I think it's a movie that you grow with. They had the same um, they had the same kind of commentary for Tim Burton. Um, when he would do remakes and stuff like that, or even, you know, dig into different different topics because uh, he wasn't a traditional filmmaker. Yeah, traditional filmmaker. Um, he did redid the Willy Wonka. And it, his movies have always been more dark theme, more emo and stuff. And people were like, you know, it's like, what is he doing? He's remaking Willy Wonka. No, what is he doing? Why is it so yeah. morbid and ugly? But people have their niche for things and I think they find their lane. So all that to say, I think, nope, uh, is a movie. It does take you on a journey. Uh, so, uh, I, w- I would recommend watching it. I, would. I think it's on Peacock now for free. So I might watch it. Mm-hmm. I might watch it. Cause I'm, I'm not going to lie. I voted in the movie. Theater. I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> right. I understand. <laughs> it's had some mixed reviews, but the same thing happened with us. Like his movie, Jordan Peele's movie, us, it was, it was the same thing. Uh, he Jordan Peele has found out how to capture people with a trailer, and then once the movie comes out, it's up to people's opinion on how they critique it. So, which that is the point of art in general. Yeah. Like, you know, we can we can definitely critique it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Those his trailers are always on point to get you get you oh, yeah. to watch it. And then, like you said, once you get there, it's up to you. Give me that third one this time. Give me give me a TV show. Give me a TV series. What you yes, uh, there's a TV series on Netflix. It's a uh, Scream. Scream the TV series. Uh, it's based off the Scream horror movies. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. It's currently on Netflix. It's like from like now. 2015. Um, it's. I think it captures the attention well. Of course, those screen movies they already did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just you know, Ghostface and all that. It's if you're into horror shows, I think you'll be into that series. Um, and I will also say it doesn't have to be your favorite genre. Horror doesn't have to be your favorite genre uh, for you to enjoy this show. Um, so, and uh, it translates well too, because sometimes that can be weird with horror movies kind of doing full series. Um, sometimes that doesn't translate the best but yeah did you it came out in like 2015 it was pretty did, good did you check the uh did you check the chucky series when it came out um i think it's no. on usa no i hadn't watched that one i didn't I know if there. i wanted to like i have my idea of what chucky is chucky's mm-hmm. bride i'm cool with that i just don't know what they what they're doing with that but anyway <laughs> let's let's go three bad three three bad three bad start off with the three bad for me um Okay, the first one, uh, the Jeepers Creeper Reborn okay. movie. It came out in September of this yeah. year. Um, horrible. Not worth it. Not worth it was it. supposed to be a scary movie. Uh, it didn't. They didn't connect the storyline. Some okay. some uh, people that were killed in the movie. Uh, it just it it didn't feel like they were really dying. It was almost kind of funny to a degree. I was like, this is this is not a scary movie. I mean, it's not a not that we have to compare it to like a saw or a scary movie or Halloween or whatever, 
But I, I would expect like Jeepers Creeper. When I hear Jeepers Creeper, I'm thinking, oh, this is about to be really, really scary. Yeah, it should have made me yeah, jump them jump scare movies. Yeah. It's it was like that uh that one Halloween remake uh or Texas Chainsaw Massacre they did with Trey Songs was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I was like, well, Trey Songs was all, there to pull us in though. You know, Trey yeah, Songz I was like, like first of all, what is he doing in this movie? This was really bad. Um that's on my list of bad movies too. Don't watch that one. What else you got for me on that bad list? <laughs> there's a show. There's a show on CBS called How We Roll. Okay, well, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. That, that's Is anyone why. starring in it that we know? Uh, Let me look up the cast list real okay. quick. Because that show was actually canceled, so that tells you. Oh, wow. You know about that. It was, it was bad. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, there was a uh, Taj Maori was in it. He's the brother of T and Tamara Maori. A uh, smart guy. He's a mm-hmm. smart guy. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. I was just asking somebody about him the other day. Yeah, he was randomly in that. Um, the guy from the Roll Bounce movie, Chi McBride. He was Bow Wow's okay. dad. Yeah, yeah. He was in there. I don't know why he was in there. Um, People need jobs, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> actors they got to work too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this show was was not good. What is it about? Uh, he's a professional bowler. Oh wow! Um, the guy, the lead guy, Pete Holmes. He's playing the guy named Tom, and he is a professional actor. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph, she's in it. Uh, okay, okay. The thankfully she got on Abbott Elementary because that was how we rolled. This wasn't. It only had eleven episodes. It, it wasn't a show that needed to be. So was it like one of those like? Comedy relief shows was like it was supposed to be comedic, yeah. It was supposed to be comedy. Um, It wasn't funny at all. It they had some spots in there where it was funny, but it the storyline wasn't consistent for what they were supposed to be talking about. If he's supposed to be a professional bowler, um, you know, kind of stick with that. And it just kind of it it kind of (laughs) flopped. What else is on your list? What's the third? What's the third movie? Uh, There was a show. Some people may be familiar with it. 50 Cent was the producer, one of the producers on this called For Life. Yeah, I want to watch that. Mm. Come on, it's mm. 50 on ABC, though, fam. It's 50 on ABC. That was enough he, for me. He had, see, and that's what initially caught my attention. Because <laughs> me, me and one of my brothers, Javarius, um, we were talking about, he's, my bro Javarius is an actor, too. Um, gotcha. Shout out to him. He's on a show on all black TV is called Hush. Um, okay. He's playing a Hispanic guy named Alejandro. Okay. You know, it's interesting. Uh, but that show for life on ABC, the first season was good. You okay. know, the whole the whole premise of the show, without spoiling it, is um, this guy is in jail mm-hmm. and he's struggling to get out and that whole process and all that. Uh, lots of things happen in between um between that time of him getting out and you'll see it throughout the course of the show i wouldn't i wouldn't say don't watch the first season i would still recommend it they only had two seasons so i would still say watch it if you want to but if you call a show for life Mm -hmm. i would assume that you are going to be in this place for life yeah now the second season comes on and he is not there. Okay. 
um, even for the little time that he is in there, it just some there was I feel like there was a disconnect, disconnect with season two. Fifty um, probably was focused too much on their power universe. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Fifty Cent he works better with the power stuff and with uh, the BMF. Like that's more. But you, we got to give Fifty a look. We got he want to get out the box though, man. He like does. Said, power, he does. drugs, sex. You know what I'm saying? That's Violence. What, he want to move away. It's that's ABC. What he's known for. You can't yeah. do power on ABC. No, no, no. You definitely can't do that. After all they had in that show, um, gotcha. definitely. You know. But no, I I mean I get it, but I think with Fifty Cent because he's been known for those type of movies. Most of us know him, the Richard Get Rich or Die Trying movie. Yeah. That was very specific to his life and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl who played his love interest in that movie, she was in the show for life. So he's taking care of his homies and all, man. He is. He is. <laughs> he is. But the show just it didn't it didn't hold up. It he's was only on for two seasons, but. So he's done. Watch it, you can. There's no more. Two no, they're not. They're not coming back. Oh my! When when shows like Blacklist go nine seasons, I feel like get fifty another season. <laughs> like <laughs> Blacklist is like nine Yo, seasons long, man. This yeah, is like man. every show you got to you got to fight another enemy. Whatever, fam. I'm yeah, not really. that show has been on a little bit too long. If you ask too me, I long, agree. Man. Yeah, I, damn long, man. Wow, <laughs> it's like it's literally like. Um, it's literally like Law and Order at this point. It's like okay, Law and Order is good, fam. I'm not law and Order lie. is good. You law, know. law and Order is um, good. Blacklist, hope, I'm not rolling. I hope Carter is watching this. I hope that he's watched an episode of Law and Order. Law, by you now. know what? I'm gonna hit him up today to make sure he's watching. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about in the future, man. Let's talk about what's coming up next, man. What shows, mm. new shows that you're looking forward to? Um, new movies that you're looking forward to? What what, what you looking forward to next year, man? Mm. Um, as far as shows right now, uh, there's uh, so many shows, um, but we don't have enough time to talk about all of them, but I will highlight two of them. Okay. Um, the show manifest is on Netflix. Um, they recently got renewed for another season. Is that Um, when they're in the plane or something mm -hmm. like that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 They were going to be, it's good. It's actually, it's actually pretty good. I hadn't honestly, before they were on Netflix, I had never heard of the sh- no i let me take that back i had heard of the show but i never actually watched it um but it's something with when a show gets put on netflix even if it was canceled like there's something about netflix that's been like oh this has become like our new blockbuster yeah so uh, let me let me watch this i'm you know the show may have been canceled but i'm still gonna watch it yeah that's netflix um, does the same thing for me uh i yeah. watch uh black lightning on netflix like i wait till it comes on netflix uh, mm-hmm. All American. I wait till it comes on Netflix. Like yeah. I don't try to catch it anymore on TV. It's like you know what? It'll come right. on Netflix and I can watch It'll it be on Netflix. Home. I'm same with that and um Hulu. Like it's there's shows on there that I know are gonna be on Hulu, and uh like just just wait for it. Just wait. Yeah. Um. Gotcha. So Manifest is pretty good. Um. There's another show on there called The Upshaws. Um. Mike Epps. Uh. I do not like that show, man. You don't like The Upshaws? Oh man. I feel like it's forced, man. I feel like it's forced. I love that show. I, love I mean, Mike I can and Wanda Sykes. Yeah, yeah. Like Mike Epps, Wanda Sykes. Um. I think Kim Fields is in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think it's great comedy. I think that's what that's what makes a show. Uh, consistent because all between the three of them, you're gonna laugh. Um, and I've had I had a chance to see Mike Epps in person at Bon Secours, um, a few years ago, 
And uh, it was hilarious. That was something I could check off my bucket list, too, because I was like, I need to see him. I got to see Wanda Sykes, too. She came to Bon Secours a few years ago. My she problem is, I want raunchy Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes. Like, I want... You Wanda want, like, Friday... Yeah, Friday. yeah. And, and I feel like that show was like an ABC show. Like, they can't go off the script <laughs> like that. So I was like, man, I don't know if I really enjoy this. I just, I want, I want, I want, I want <sighs> nasty Wanda Sykes. I want, I want oh raunchy Mike God. Epps. I want, I want uncensored comedy. That's my thing. Now, Mike, you know, he they do. Um, I believe both of them have some comedy specials online. Oh, yeah, I've watched, I've watched. Yeah, okay. Are you a comedy you, special guy? Like, do you oh, sit back yeah. at home and watch? Yeah, Dion Cole has a new one that's pretty fucking hilarious. I've watched that one, it's hilarious. <laughs> There's a guy like, from the UK, Mo Brown, Mo, Mo something. Oh, I can't think of his name. It's like Mo Brown, he's from mm -hmm. the UK. Check him out too. Pretty I will check him out. Yeah, I'm huge comedy, but that's uh Marlon's uh Marlon Wayans recent one on HBO. That one was really good. He has um, yeah, yeah. He has one with him, uh Tony Baker, uh his cousin Shante Wayans, uh DC Urban. Um it's on HBO. It's okay, it's really good. Definitely now checking that out. Man, I'm 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 an advocate for um, and I've had this conversation with people um, where the gatekeepers, you know, people, some people feel like I can only listen to the gatekeepers in an industry or whatever. I'm like, I'm, I like supporting new people too. You know? I mean, it's kind of hard though, because on HBO, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Keenan, Keenan. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. His last name for Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Uh, yeah. Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Keenan Thompson. He had a TV show. I think it was on ABC. Mm -hmm. Um, where I think he was like raising his daughters and his like brother was his roommate. Are you yes, familiar with that show? Yes, the yes. brother has a stand up. Mm -hmm. I won't click on it. I just don't think he's funny. Uh, the girl from Insecure, Molly. Yeah, Molly I saw has a stand up. Yes, ten minutes in, I cut it off. Really? Like, yes, man. It's like <laughs> you ruining Molly from me. You know who I think needs a stand up, and maybe she already has it and haven't seen it. The uh the, the other friend from Insecure, I cannot think of her name. The one that um she said the famous line, like you know what I call that growth. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Her, her, her. I don't I think, think she has one. She is fucking hilarious. But she is hilarious. She's like she one of the main hilarious. reasons I watch Insecure. Yeah, she was hilarious. Uh she played Kelly. Kelly she played That's Kelly her name. on there. Um, she doesn't have. I'm looking on her IMDb now. She doesn't yeah, have I'll a special. To <laughs> she doesn't have a special yet, but she's been, she's been in a lot. Um, well, she's in the show, the Black Lady Sketch Comedy Show. Oh, yeah, she's in there. You always put me on. You always put yeah, me on, man. Come on, that's that's my job. That's part of my job. <laughs> you always put. I wish I knew that the black English comedian I was telling you about from the UK. I think his name is Mo Gillian. Mo Gillian. Mo Gillian. Man, that guy. And like you know, sometimes when you watch um, like other races, like other races, mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but other cultures yeah. do uh, stand-up comedy. You may not can relate to what they're talking about. You'll right. laugh at certain things, but other things right. would be like you know, like white folks probably can't relate to everything that black comedians say. Yeah. So, but Mo Gillian, he gives like the UK childhood growing the up. Feel right. Yeah, and he's like, I might not know what he's talking about, but it sounds fucking funny. And then you go right. back and you look it up and you laugh. He's on an up and coming. Man. Right. He's on an up and coming. Like Here's even another. to that, even just right. to, even to that, um, there's a guy he he plays the um, the guitar while doing his comedy special. His name is Morgan J. Uh, he's an Indian guy. Um, he is he is really funny. 
Um, I would say even just like uh, two days ago, I was at the Comedy Zone in downtown Greenville. Uh, Michael Blackson. Yeah, that's he. That's that's a guy there, man. Legend. He was hilarious, and I was like, "There's no way this man is this close to me, and I'm not going to see him." Um, I've had a chance to see a few different comedians. Um, there was a guy that was on the show, Martin Michael Collier. Yeah. Um, I got to see him earlier this year at the Comedy Zone in downtown Greenville. Um, he was he played somebody in the show, Martin. Those that watch Martin, y'all, he's bald head guy. Um, y'all love some Martin, but we're not yeah, talking everybody about everybody. Um, <laughs> that's a callback, by the way, guys. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Satoma TV Championship, yeah, go watch it. Go watch, go, go watch it, man. They, they, they. They rolled on. They they love Martin. They rolled on Friends like Friends wasn't a classic. Uh, we not, we're not. Oh gosh. Into that. We're, you know, matter of fact, we're gonna we gonna move on before we before. We, what's the big plans? What what you got coming next, Mister Avery Brown, man? <laughs> other other than watching Friends on repeat, what what you got coming, man? That is not on my list. <laughs> um, I love Friends, man. Oh my goodness! It's forever living single, forever I, living single. Right. It's you, man. It's you in a '90s kind of world. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, can I just say, just an honorary thing to add to the bad movies? Um, loving basketball. Whoa! I wasn't even gonna say this, but I feel like the time is right. Um, I was actually Whoa. gonna post a review. I am going to post a review about that. Y'all hype up that movie so bad. And it's so, it's so, it's so, so, so bad. Because that's not love. (laughs) What is not love? What is that? It is manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to be mad about that. People are going to be mad about that. I'm going to edit this part of the interview out and post it. (laughs) I don't, you inbox me. That is wild. Loving basketball is a horrible movie. Yeah, I'll play you for one game for what's your heart? What in the world is this a, it a casino? The, like, you playing <laughs> plays in bets on somebody? You had her chasing, the whole her, hey, about chasing basketball. him around. Yeah, mm-hmm. play me for your heart. No, you're not rolling. <laughs> no, please, no. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I, just, I the I window it, was I, open. I had to say it. I've heard so many people poke holes in that movie. Man, it's not yeah. even fun. But it's interesting, the lady who directed that, and that's just, you know, a credit to her. She went, you know, and directors, they they have different, uh, a vast majority of movies. The lady who directed Love and Basketball is the same lady who directed the Woman King movie with Viola Davis. I want to see that. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. And that just shows, like, people can evolve and change. (laughs) can evolve. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, man, since she put out two, cl- no, people didn't like uh, Woman King. Yeah, people yeah. People were saying like she she owned slaves or something. She like owned slaves, yeah. There's been that whole side conversation with that movie. Even when the trailer first dropped, they were lighting that trailer up in the YouTube comments like, this slave woman, she owned slaves, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. But that's just yeah. the thing of critiquing art. Like, it's, it's going to be received one way or another. Um, So... You know, I hope what she you, turned off her comments. What do you think about slave movies in general? Like, mm. like, are you like, I, I'm running, like, emancipation? I can't even say it, emancipation. The Will, oh, Smith, with Will Smith. Yeah, you, you running. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, do you want to see it? Is it on your like, I have to see this movie? 
It's not on my I have to see, but I will watch it and I'll tell you why. And this will speak to the overall thing, because people have asked me that before um, about slave movies and just uh, movies that deal with events in history. I believe they have a place. Mm -hmm. They definitely have a place. Um, and I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to watching them. Um, because I think for a generation that is is so consumed with devices, mm -hmm. I think uh, to your earlier point, a movie like Fruitvale Station will translate to a newer generation um, in in a in a way that makes them aware of issues that have been going on probably longer than some of them have been alive. Wow, yeah. So in the same way because I, I think really every generation has those movies that speak to the current issues um for um for my grandparents it was the movie like roots mm -hmm. um and then for my parents uh, my aunties and uncles they had a movie like a malcolm x mm -hmm. um and then you go into the 90s you have a movie uh like more like when John Singleton first started or Spike Lee, mm -hmm. um, they, they dealt with those issues uh, from one extreme, one side of the spectrum to another. So I think it's just history repeating itself. And I do believe they have a place. I know some people were kind of, I remember when the, um, the, when they see us documentary came out that Ava DuVernay directed. Um, yeah. I was very vocal and said, I think this this needs to be needs to be shown in, in classrooms I, because it dealt with something that was very real. And that still happens. I don't think people need to be so far removed from the reality of these situations. So all that to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, slave movies have a place. Um, I hate slave movies, man. You don't like them? I can't. I get it. We were slaves. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. But like, there's not like I get people redo types of movies, like you were saying about about Moonfall. You know, you, you have all of your aliens and stuff like right. that. Right. But it's just like with slavery, it's like we get it already, man. Right. Like, we were slaves. We're free. We're free people. You know, you got the Underground Railroad. Like they had the Harriet Tubman movie that came out. Skip right over that one. It's to a point now, <laughs> and people might not like this. I kind of laugh at some slave movies. Like I, make, I mean, some I, of I make it light funny. of it because it's just like, man, I'm not finna sit here and be traumatized and right. heartbroken and crying. I'm, 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 I'm gonna try to make my best of this situation, right? And and like, uh, I'm not gonna say who, but I watched Twelve Years a Slave with somebody that I was expecting for them to be like serious the whole time, like going mm -hmm. into watching this movie, right? Is an older gentleman. I was like, man, this this is gonna be wild. They finna make this all like deep. And from the jump, he started cracking jokes. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Let's right. <laughs> right. Slave. It's, it's like, it's just like, man, I know my trauma. I know what happened. I don't want right. to keep reliving it over and over. My favorite slave movie is uh, the Slave Rebellion movie. I think the guy named was like Nate Turner or something like that. Nate mm -hmm. Robinson. No, that's a basketball player. The guy, who did, know the guy who did the movie, he got canceled like right when the movie came out because um, he had like some sexual assault allegations or something like that. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. He name. was in, um, it was the movie, uh, with Terrence Howard and Bernie Mac, the, they were on the swimming team, uh, pride. 
Right. Okay. Yes. It was uh he was what was his name? Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Yes. The birth, the, uh, of, birth of the nation. nation. Yep. That's that's my yep. favorite slave. Nat Turner. Yep, 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 yep. And I was um, just like, they canceled my man after that, and that movie kind of just yeah, because of that, but that's the only one I would watch and not have a problem with. I've never seen Roots. And either, it was good. So maybe that's maybe that's the issue too. Now, honestly, I have I have never sat down and watched um that particular Roots movie in its in its entirety. Like, as long as no. shit. It's like this. Like I know what happens. I I um I read a lot of books and stuff like that. I I know what's happened during that time period. I've have a lot of personally owned books over 40 and stuff like that in my library in my room right now but i'm not about to sit there and watch roots um mm -mm. Um, no i don't want to relive that no i don't i don't but i will say i i do still believe they have a place um that's just like with any genre of a movie or tv show it has it has a space and a people that that need to see it uh, they and it's people that I wouldn't say they enjoy those type of movies. It's not like a oh, I'm not doing anything today. Let me just turn on oh, Roots. <laughs> this yeah, like let me just turn that on because I don't have anything else to watch. Watching Roots as well. Like, yeah, like I don't know anybody that's doing that. But for the larger conversation of, I need to know where this is. I need to know when this happened. Yeah, yeah, I think it serves a purpose in the in the space of art. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We got off top of my fault, man. Let's get back. To no, you're good. This is good. Big, this... big plans. Big plans. What big plans do you have coming up here here in the next year, next six months? What can we look forward to when it comes to you, man? Yeah, um, just more new reviews. Um, I think with with my style of reviews, uh, some of them are in video form, and then others are written form, like a short summary. Um, so you can expect more of both daily. Um, yeah, that's and what what's the end goal? Like, what's the end goal for you? Like, what what's the thing that you want to reach? Honestly, it's it's really been the the same goal since I first started, just to create conversation um about art, uh, so that when you think about a movie or a TV show, um, or even a soundtrack to a movie or TV show, because I am a musician. And I relate to a lot of the movie soundtracks and TV soundtracks. Um, initially, I'm going in to hear the soundtrack because I've always said even the worst movie can have some of the best soundtrack. Um, you know, uh, case in point, um, there was an X-Men movie, The Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, that movie wasn't that great. The movie was really cringy. Uh, they had a man in a wheelchair walking up the stairs. That was weird. I don't... <laughs> I was like, this is this is weird. I don't know what they thought. They were thinking with this Professor Xavier. I'm like, is he walking in the I was like, this is weird. But Hans Zimmer score in that movie, Mm -hmm. literally, like if you look through my Apple music, you'll see a lot of movie soundtracks and stuff like that. Um, the movie soundtrack was amazing. The movie was trash. Um, so yeah, that's that's what you'll see, just more reviews. Um and, you know, I, I want to be like your daily reminder, like, hey, this movie that you may have seen or maybe you haven't seen um, is but available and uh, you should watch it. You're already there for me because I, I, I go through your page like, OK, what are we going to watch tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate and I that. And see what I, now, I, this is another question that's coming off, another, off the cuff. 
What's your favorite soundtrack for a movie? Mm. Um, if we're talking animated, Lion animated King, right? movies, Lion King, the original, Lion definitely King. the Lion King. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Um, and an honorary one. mention, The Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt, man. See, I knew, yes. man. I knew you're my friend. Yeah, you're my friend. Yeah. Prince of Egypt is one of the one of the greatest animated movies. Ever, yeah, they don't get enough love. Before we go out of here, man, I, I want I want to uh, I've had a good time with you, man. Mm -hmm. And of course, I say we was going to talk for this amount of time. We definitely ran over that time because I enjoy conversations with Absolutely. you. Absolutely, same. But same um, here, bro, as, as we as we wrap up here, uh, can you leave the people uh, with a quote, a story, a moment, just just some words of wisdom, please? Yeah, um, I would say to everybody that's ever doubted their worth, um, or even considered ending their life. And I'm very sensitive with that right there because there's been a lot of creatives that have taken themselves out the last few years. Yeah. Um, and it's really disturbed me. Um, I would say uh, we need you here. Like your community needs you here. Um, wherever local context you live in, South Carolina, on the East Coast, West Coast, wherever you're watching this at, uh, people need you to be here um, because you cannot create if you're not here. Um, it's true. so, you know, just, I would say to keep living, uh, intentionally, um, and know that there are people that care about you, uh, seriously. Um, and into every creative, uh, please keep creating, um, those spontaneous moments you get where you want to create, you know, uh, push into that own owning your, uh, as my therapist always tells me, um, own your truth, whatever your truth is, uh, live in that, live in that space. Um, and create from that space. And if nobody's told you, I love you, and I mean it. I don't even have to know you to extend that. And so oh, yeah. I and I genuinely mean that because um, I don't think people hear that enough. Um, and I think that's why people. Um, I don't think that's. I think that's why people take themselves out early because they don't hear those words. Um, so yeah, just keep creating, man. Keep creating, please, 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 please. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. Before I go, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I like your glasses, man. Oh, like thank you so much. Like I, I, I don't have the confidence to wear those glasses, but you pull it off. And I love those glasses, man. I just wanted to tell you that. I don't know if I told you that yet, but no, I no. <laughs> I, I get that like every day because they're like when I went to get my glasses for my uh, prescriptions and stuff. My doctor, he was like, well, we have a list here. I was like, no, just give me my measurements and I'm I'm going to put my measurements in on this app. It's called Z-E-E-L-O-O-L. Z -E -E -L -O -O -L. Um, you can put in your prescriptions, your sizes and all that. And they'll put this prescription in and they'll mail it to you. And that's yeah, where I that's got these from. I do that with uh, uh, Zinni, yeah. with Zinni Optical. I go to Zinni nice. and get mine that way. But yeah, yeah I, I've seen those on Zinni. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't have the confidence. <laughs> I don't have the confidence. You should do it, bro. For that, but I love it. those glasses. But thank you for your time. Thank yes, you for sir. your words of wisdom. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners and viewers, man. And no I problem. wish you the best of luck. You got my support all the way through. Like I just Thank said you. a couple minutes ago, I go through and I scroll. I text you from time to time. You tell yes, me shows. Sir. I put them on my watch list. Today I've you written do. down two shows. So listen, you you keep the television on in this household, man. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. It, and uh, man, hey, keep going. Keep going. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank you.